What's up? Ryan Kohler here, uh, CEO of Applicant Pro, hiring guru. Um, hope you are having a successful time selling our applicant tracking system. Today, I want to kind of dive into the, we'll call it the sourcing side of applicant tracking. You know, most um, employers don't think of applicant tracking as a way to increase sourcing. Uh, they may view it as a, a connection to the job boards, but they don't really you know, view applicant tracking or applicant tracking companies as having the ability to influence it. Now, look, you know, the entire world says that there is a huge, um, a, a huge talent shortage. And no matter where you go, you're going to hear about it in whatever industry you're in. I was just reading an article last a uh, couple weeks ago on KSL here in Utah, talking about how hard it is for employers here in Utah to hire because of the talent shortage. And, you know, we do a lot in the construction industry, and you'll hear about shortages of plumbers and HVAC technicians. And in the auto world, you hear about shortages pretty much anywhere you go. Clearly, in the tech world, there's shortages of programmers. Um, and so, no matter where you go, you're going to hear about this talent shortage over and over and over again. And you know, just the fact that you're selling hiring software means that people are going to say, hey, we don't get enough qualified applicants. Now, one thing to keep in mind right off the bat is nobody will ever say they get plenty of qualified applicants because qualified applicants are kind of like candy for kids at Halloween. You never get enough. You always want more. Or another way to think about it because of who the audience is for this podcast, it's kind of like leads and salespeople. Salespeople always say they want more leads. You'll you'll never find a salesperson who says, no, no, we have enough leads. They always want more. And so there's kind of that portion to it that employers always want more applicants for their jobs. But the biggest thing here is to understand that the talent shortage uh, for the purposes of you selling software, working for your client, working with your clients is kind of BS. And let me tell you how I got there. Now, from a macroeconomic standpoint, meaning when you zoom out and you look at the entire United States, or you look at your entire state, or you look at, say, an entire industry such as plumbers, there may be a macro shortage of talent. Meaning, there's a hundred thousand plumbing jobs and only eighty thousand applicants. And in theory. Um, you would say, well, the industry is 20,000 short. And if that is the case, and clearly, you know, unemployment rate supports it, and you'll hear people who say, well, there's, you know, three jobs for every applicant out there, some BS like that. Um, clearly, from a macroeconomic standpoint, it's possible that overall there is a shortage of applicants who want the jobs um, that are out there open. Um, but Macroeconomics is not what influences small companies or employers on their own, right? Um, so there may be 100,000 applicants out there and 80,000 plumbing jobs, or, or the opposite side, there, there may be 80,000 uh, applicants for the 100,000 plumbing jobs, but for an individual plumber in Washington, Utah, or St. George, Utah, or Salt Lake, or in your town, um, there is not a shortage of people to do his job. Because if you think about it, that plumber needs to hire one person or, or 10 people or 20 people, and there are hundreds of people who are plumbers in his town. They just simply work for his competitors right now, and he can go and steal his competitors' employees, and therefore there is not a shortage because there are people available to do his job. He just has to outcompete his competitors. And so this is a really, really important standpoint because usually what happens is that employers hear there's a talent shortage and therefore they assume there's nothing they can do to actually uh, 
solve the problem for themselves. There's plenty of things that you can do to solve a shortage of qualified applicants um, for your own company. You could just double your pay, double, triple your pay. If you paid 50% above the current market rate, I guarantee that there would be a ton of your competitors' employees knocking down your door to come work for you. Now, they would then experience a shortage of talent for their jobs, but really what they're experiencing isn't a shortage. It's it's a fact of them not competing well. They're losing in the war for talent with their competitors. And that's the difference. Talent shortage, macroeconomic problem. On the micro side, we're talking about a war for talent. We're talking about the competition for talent among you and your competitors, among you and other industries that you can draw talent from. And it really, you know, from the individual client standpoint is about shifting their mindset from this talent shortage, which implies that the way it's solved is through governments and through career colleges or colleges training more people or or those types of things, structural changes that have to happen within the economy, which are completely outside of the individual employees con- employer's control. Whereas when we shift it to instead say, while there may be a, a macro talent shortage, from a micro or individual level, what there is is a competition for the available talent, and you need to work to win that competition. Now, why is this such a big deal? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. When you say that it's a macroeconomic problem and that there's just a shortage, most employers therefore assume there's nothing they can do about it, especially small employers, and so therefore they do nothing. They don't even try. Um, when you instead shift the concept in the mind of your prospect or of your, your client to say, no, 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 this is about a competition for the available talent and you need to outcompete the people who also want to hire that, those same people, there are plenty of people for them to compete for. They just need to outcompete their neighbor and let their neighbor, their, their competitor, struggle to, to get people. Now, the beautiful thing about this concept is that it, the, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. It's a curse that everybody believes there's nothing they can do about it. It's a blessing because the few employers who do understand that they can outcompete everybody, um, it makes it much easier for them to compete. Um, it's kind of like uh, uh, playing you know, a basketball game when most of the people don't even think they can win. They don't even try. They don't even show up. They don't get on the court. Or they get on the court and they just kind of wander around and they're not actually trying or shooting the ball, right? Well, this is that same concept. If everybody is competing and believe it's competition and they're actively competing and doing their best to evolve and improve themselves, well, then that's that's really a difficult space to enter. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about for most clients, most industries, is that very few people, especially the smaller ones, are actively engaged in competing for that talent or actively trying to evolve their process, their job ads, their offering, their product, what they have to offer out them, their, their job ads and, and the shrinking the application or making the friction go away or all the things it takes to become more competitive, very few employers are doing. And so you take your clients and think about even if you had thousands of them compared to the millions of employers in the United States, there's not that many of them that actually work with you. And so in any given market, you could have you know, even competitors who compete with each other for talent, you still don't have enough scale to actually start impacting your clients, impacting each other. And so this really is a concept that you need, need to get through and be able to pitch is to say the talent shortage, a macro problem. It's BS. 
What you need to focus on as an employer is the competition for the available talent and think about what can you do to be the preferred employer, the preferred place for the talent that is available to go and allow the government and politicians and colleges and those types of things to, to go figure out and right the wrongs, allow the economy to change um, to solve these macroeconomic problems. But from an employer standpoint, from a business standpoint, focus on the competition for talent. Focus on out-competing your competitors for that talent. That sets the stage for what comes next as we start talking about how do we help them compete for talent? How do we help them evolve and adjust and iterate their process? How do we help them think like growth hackers and marketers instead of like HR people who are trying to make sure they don't get sued? How do we help them think like people who are trying to win, who are trying to win the competition for talent and outcompete their competitors? So thanks for listening today. And until next time, good luck selling ATS.